This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backups. Fantasy expert Jeff Mallard. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good Sunday morning to you and another happy fantasy football day to you as well. Hopefully week six is upon us. I am Jeff Meller, your host here on ESPN 1000. You can call us up at 312-332-3776, or you can go ahead and tweet me at Jeff underscore Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R, and I will do my best to answer your fantasy football dilemma. So, the big question of the week. Let's get it started here locally. Bears at Dolphins. First and goal, and here is Jordan Howard, and he's in for the touchdown. running game is Matt Nagy and the Bears and they creep closer to the Cardinals here in the third. I had to go back a couple weeks to grab a Jordan Howard touchdown run and a lot of fantasy owners want to know what do they do here because Tariq Cohen obviously saw the majority of the touches out of the backfield for the Bears but I will point out that A large portion of those came through the passing game, and that's exactly what you should expect going forward from Matt Nagy and his usage of Tariq Cohen. Don't think that Tariq Cohen has all of a sudden usurped Jordan Howard in the Bears' backfield. I know there was some discussion about the idea that the Bears could actually entertain trade talks for Jordan Howard, and I'm here to tell you that's nonsense. The Bears are at 3-1, Trending upward, fully invested this year as they've traded two future first-round picks for Khalil Mack. They are not trading Jordan Howard anytime soon. I promise you that. If anything, that's something, a notion they could entertain in the offseason. I would be absolutely stunned if the Bears traded Jordan Howard. And also, as the weather gets colder here, by the way, it's, you know, we're in the mid-40s here. On Sunday, October 14th in Chicago. Obviously, they're playing in Miami, but guess what? It's not getting any warmer in Chicago as we uh, as the winter approaches. Jordan Howard will get his fair share of the workload in the Bears' backfield. And if you have a fantasy owner in your league who's a bit anxious because Jordan Howard is saw a little bit of a reduced role against the Bucks a couple weeks ago, and maybe they're willing to sell Jordan Howard at a discount, go all in, go ahead and make that deal because Jordan Howard, he's in, look, he's not an elite fantasy football running back, but for your purposes, he would slot in nicely as your second running back. So if you have an anxious Jordan Howard owner in your league, go ahead and trade for him because I guarantee you the what we saw against the Bucks is not going to be a consistent feature in the Bears offense. Jordan Howard will see his workload. Colts at Jets. Darnold takes the snap, handoff, Crowell. Runs left, 
He's got a lane at the five, at the goal line. He walks in with a jet touchdown. Isaiah Crowell is able to score from seven yards out. Luck upfield throws. It's caught inside Texan territory. T.Y. Hilton makes a man miss. He's at the 30. He's at the 25 down to the 20-yard line. There's a flag on the play, but a huge play down the field to T.Y. Hilton inside the 20-yard line. First down, Colts. And T.Y. Hilton slow to get up after the long run after the catch inside Texan territory. Still some bad news for T.Y. Hilton and Colts owners. He is not going to play again. He was ruled out on Friday for the game against the Jets. Isaiah Crowell, though, I have some encouraging news. Looks like he will be a go per Adam Schefter. So that's a 200-plus yard game couple of touchdowns that you saw from Crowell against the Broncos, possibly on your bench last week. You uh, can go ahead and plug him in. Although although the Colts have actually been somewhat solid against the run, better than they have been in the past. So that uh, is not as an enticing matchup as it has been over the past few years. Crowell probably an RB2 for most teams these days. Definitely a flex play. I will say, though, Crowell has the... He'll do that. He'll do that from time to time where he'll kind of go off, have a couple of big, long runs, and make you think you have more than you actually do. I will tell you, Isaiah Crowell for the long haul, I don't think he is going to be a running back one for your fantasy football team. But again, in this world we're living in where there just really are no decent running back two options out there, Isaiah Crowell may be able to, maybe someone you can turn to. For the Colts' purposes, all the pass catchers out there, the uh, Chaz Rogers, the Zach Pascals, even the Eric Ebrons. Ebron, again, uh, I should mention, he is looking likely to play, even though he was listed as questionable on the injury reports. Had some limited practices th- this week, but Ebron expected to go. Look, Andrew Luck, volume is king in fantasy football, almost above all else, because when you can count on a guy to throw as many passes as Andrew Luck has been throwing these days, you can generally count on him being a very solid fantasy starter for you. And so I think you can finally feel comfortable about putting Andrew Luck back in your top 10. If you own him, he's a pretty solid start from week to week. You feel good about putting him in your lineup. The other pass catchers, though, I say this where the volume is king, yes, but I don't feel great about Rodgers unless you're talking a deeper PPR format where you can count on the six to seven catches. He feels like a 60, 70, 80-yard receiver from week to week while uh, while Hilton is out. Nobody I feel confident about plugging into your lineup, but again, as bye weeks are upon us now, he's someone who you can maybe slot in there in a PPR format and feel okay about it. Rams at Broncos. With six on the play clock, Goff takes a shotgun snap. Nice pocket to deal from. He wings one down the middle to the end zone. Caught by Brandon Cooks. Shoot your arrows. Touchdown, LA. He beat Trey Waves. A big ball over the top from Jared Goff. He and the Rams are making a primetime statement. Goff takes a quick snap, turns left shoulder. Play fakes, rolls to his right, in the right flat. Cooper Cup steps through a Seahawk, gets the pylon and gets the touchdown. Cooper Cup, touchdown L.A., and the Rams are back on the high side. All right, good news. Rams receiver owners, both Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, were removed from the injury report out of concussion protocol. So both will be expected to be a go today, this afternoon, when the Rams 
take on, hold on, I had it here, sorry, as I lose my place in my schedule. The Rams head to Denver. Thank you. Uh, no snow there today. There's snow right now, but at game time, the Rams and Broncos are expected to be free from snow. So that is good news. I know weather was called into question. And with both Cooks and Cup expected to be healthy and ready to go, that is encouraging news for all your Rams fantasy players. Your Jared Goff, lock him into the lineup. And both Cooks and Cup, put him in. Because the way this offense is working under Sean McVay, I think you have to be excited. And I think I don't think you can get away from any of the Rams players. Now, they're, look, they're scoring so many points. The, the touchdowns, that, that's what you're going for in fantasy football. When you can count on a team to generally put in three, four, maybe even five touchdowns per game, you're generally going to see huge production from your fantasy players. And both Cooks and Cup are must-starts in all of fantasy football these days. Panthers at Redskins. Alex Smith with the shotgun from the Arizona 13. Alex the pass. Looking, looking. Fires Chris Thompson. Left side five to the pylon. Touchdown! Touchdown Redskins. Chris Thompson from 13 yards out. All right. So uh, some bad news for Chris Thompson owners out there is he is not expected to go per Adam Schefter, which means a dicey at Adrian Peterson is looking like he's going to see a pretty solid workload for the Redskins. Now, he is going to be wearing a brace as he is dealing with a shoulder injury, whether or not it was separated completely. You know, we don't have the exact uh, knowledge on that, but it's a concern, I'll say that. And if you have someone else to turn to, I would certainly strongly consider it because Adrian Peterson dealing with uh, a shoulder injury, wearing the shoulder brace, one big hit, you know, could send him to the sidelines. And as a fantasy owner, there's nothing that can ruin your day more than that. So if I'm an Adrian Peterson owner, obviously without Chris Thompson, that's encouraging. But again, I'd be concerned about the shoulder injury he's dealing with and, you know, a possible re-injury of it. So I personally, if I have somebody else I can look at and feel pretty confident that uh, they'll see a decent amount of touches, I would probably go in that direction I just want to see it from one week with Adrian Peterson operating with the shoulder injury. Cardinals at Vikings. He goes to Dalvin. He goes to the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings! So some good news as Delvin Cook is expected to be active today. Now, there will be a limited offensive snap count for him. Looks like reports have him seeing about half the touches or half the snaps today. I'll say this. I'm always skeptical when teams give you a report that a guy is going to see a limited snap count. We don't know. And in, and I don't think the teams know until they get into the game, see how a guy's running. If he's running well, if uh, Delvin, Cook's fi- Delvin Cook looks fine, don't be completely concerned that he won't see his you know general 14 to 15 touches. The good news is he's going to be active today. And again, in this world we're living in in fantasy football, where running back twos are hard to come by, you you probably drafted Delvin Cook to be your top running back. So I think he's probably uh, lock him into your lineup for most teams out there because with him being active, he's somebody who pretty much has to be in your lineup. Chiefs at Patriots. Shotgun snap to Brady. A give to Michelle. Runs to the left side. A burst pass to the 25. Outside of the 20. 15 10. Left sideline 5. Hurdling into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. 
Sony Michelle has really taken on the lead back in terms of carries for the Patriots over the last two or three weeks. That is great news for fantasy owners. His fantasy owners can feel good about plugging him in. The Patriots, always a dynamic offense. They certainly looked a lot better with Julian Edelman out there running up, operating out of the slot. Josh Gordon seems to be giving them the deep threat they needed to open up the entire field. All this is going to be good news for Sony Michelle going forward. I think he's going to be a top 12 running back when all is said and done in fantasy football this year. James White will get his catches. That's just the way he works in that offense. He's a solid play in PPR formats. James White has been really good in PPR formats. He's actually been amongst the top six running backs in terms of scoring in PPR formats. He's been able to get into the end zone. I don't think that's going to continue all year. So if you have somebody who's looking to trade for James White, I would say go ahead and sell high right now because even though James White is a very good player, He's, a, like I said, a solid plug-and-play for the PPR format. He's somebody who's I think will see his stats come down just a bit, especially with the emergence of Sony Michelle. Now, I played the Michelle highlight because Michelle was added to the injury report uh, with a knee issue. Of course, he missed a lot of training camp this year because of a knee injury. He had to have, uh, they had to deal with some swelling in the knee. He had to have a... He had to, they had to reduce the swelling. So Sony Michelle added back to the injury report. And I mention it because I just want you to be aware of it. This is a tough one. It's a late, the Sunday nighter where the Patriots take on the Chiefs. And obviously we're all excited about that matchup. But Michelle, just, I make you aware of it. I'll be honest. If I'm a Michelle owner, you probably want to start him. But you need to be aware with the late night Sunday nighter. It's going to be a little bit dicey because he is on there and listed as questionable. I do expect him to go, but uh, you're going to need more information. And just be aware, maybe have an alternative plan, whether that's maybe an Alfred Morris on Monday night with Matt, Matt Breed as suspect. Maybe there's your alternative if you're a Michelle owner. But uh, just want you to be aware that, that Michelle was added to the injury report. And I did mention Matt Breida there. That leaves lets me tell you that uh, Brita was limited in the Saturday practice. Now, whatever that is, whatever they actually go through, you know, the walkthrough, the 49ers listed him as a limited participant. So there is a chance that Matt Brita goes. But again, as I mentioned, with uh, that being a Monday nighter, that's even more difficult and gives you less options to turn to. So unless you you also have Alfred Morris or maybe maybe you have an Aaron Jones and you can turn to him. If uh, Brita is not active, then go ahead and do that. But again, Brita listed as questionable and a limited participant on Saturday. So you may just want to be a little extra cautious. If you have a decent alternative in one of the early afternoon games today, go ahead and do it because uh, I don't feel great about Brita starting. All right, that uh, is your injury wrap-up. I am Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. Again, 312-332-3776. Keep that number handy. Lines are full right now, but I'm going to zip through some calls. And as the listeners drop off, that will leave a line open for you. Let's get it kicked off today in Addison with Ken. Good morning, Ken. Hey, how we doing there, buddy? Not too bad. All right, all right. I got I got a PPR question. I got three receivers. I got... um. Kenny Cole of, of Jacksonville, and I got um, Demarius Thomas, and I can't pronounce the name, but the Jets received Quincy Wahoo. Quincy Inunua. Oh, sure. Well, there you go. No there problem, go. Ken. Yeah. All right. You know what? I like uh, I like Demar- Demarius Thomas of those options there. 
Keelan Cole, Blake Bortles, you never know quite what you're going to get from him. There's da- there's mm-hmm. games where, you know, Bortles will go crazy, but the inconsistency that is Blake Bortles, it's maddening. Yeah. And, and look, Demarius Thomas, you know, is involved in that passing game. They do need to get him oh. the ball if they're going to win. And look, I never like to, I never feel 100% confident of how, predicting how a game's going to go because crazy things happen yeah. in the NFL. But I will say okay. this. You can feel pretty comfortable that the Broncos are going to feel the pressure to score points against the Rams, no matter how the mm-hmm. game unfolds. They're going to want to keep scoring because they know that offense is dynamic, which I think leads to good things for Dun- Demarius Thomas in the passing game. Okay. I will sneak one more, Nick. What about Rogers or Ryan? Which one should I do? All right, so I'm going to go ahead and say start Matt Ryan this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a, that's a secondary we saw firsthand a couple weeks ago as they, had a, they came into Soldier Field. Mitchell Trubisky tore him up. I think the... Buccaneers, the Buccaneers' pass defense is clearly the worst in the entire NFL. And I've said this before on, on this show. I don't like to get crazy with matchups because things happen. Games unfold in weird ways. Sometimes sometimes your offense will, you know, fumble in your in your in your own red zone and all of a sudden you're down seven nothing and the entire outlook of the game changes. And maybe maybe they add a maybe Josh Allen throws a quick touchdown and it's fourteen nothing. And before you can blink, the game changes before your eyes. But what I'll say is, I do look at the extremes, and the Buccaneers are the extreme. They are one of the worst, not one of they are the worst pass defense in the NFL. And I believe they're giving up a passer rating of over a hundred and thirty to their opposition, which means Matt Ryan. Look, I feel great about locking him into my lineup feast. On the Bucks defense today, I'm not guaranteeing four touchdowns or anything like that, but I think you can feel pretty good that Matt Ryan is going to get you 250 and two scores, and the upside is there for a lot. So, I would say Matt Ryan over Aaron Rodgers this week for me. Let's try Royal on the South Side. What's up, Royal? Yeah, what's going on, Royal? Pretty good, pretty good this morning, Royal. Yeah, um, I, I need uh, two of the four for a flex. I got Adrian Peterson. Uh, Molly Cooper, Jordy Nelson, Calvin Ridley. All right, so uh, as I talked about Peterson a little bit earlier there, I'm going to cross him off because I am concerned about the shoulder, and you've got some pretty solid options there, Royal. Let's go with Ridley. We just talked about that Bucks defense and how it's, mm-hmm. how you can feast on it, so let's get Ridley in the lineup. And then, look, I know, I'm, <clears throat> I'll admit, I'm a sucker for Amari Cooper, and when it comes down to Amari Cooper versus Jordy Nelson, I know Jordan Nelson scored a few touchdowns here and there, a few unbroken plays. I just trust Cooper more in terms of the floor that's there for him. Jordy Nelson, one of these weeks, I think is going to break people's hearts. I'm going to go with Cooper over Nelson in the other slot for you, Royal. All right, let's do it, man. All right, let's try Jackson in Oak Park. What's up, Jackson? Hey, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. I got a... Uh... I got a RB2 slash flex question. I got Delvin Cook playing half the offensive snaps. I got Philip Lindsay, and it's a snowstorm, and they're playing the Rams. Or I got Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. So and that's about it. So, I mean, just don't know what to do at this point. Yeah, in the look, and you need one of them. Yeah, I just need one of them. All right, so in this situation, it's the PPR format, which I think plays in Tariq Cohen's hands. I'm going to go ahead and give you Tariq Cohen of those three, partially because, Cook, you just kind of want to, look, the last time we, he was active that Thursday night or against the Rams, good things did not happen because 
He was on the sidelines before the game even ended, not being used. And Lindsey, like I said, I can see, look, the Rams offense scares me. I said I don't like to predict out, outflow, uh, game flow. But what I will say is that when I'm looking at these options, I can see things going awry for Lindsey if the game happens to go the wrong way. So I like Tariq Cohen of those three, Jackson. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Jackson drops off. That leaves the line open for you. Let's try Matt in South Carolina has a PPR question. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Not too bad. All right. So I have Dalvin Cook Mm -hmm. or Alfred Morris. All right. So this is one of those situations where I feel much better about playing Dalvin Cook over Alfred Morris. Reason being... There is a chance that Matt Breida goes. If Matt Breida is in the lineup, then Alfred Morris I don't feel good about at all because in PPR, he's he's not going to catch you very many passes. One, maybe two, if Breida is active. It's a completely different story if Breida is inactive, but your guess is as good as mine at this point on a Sunday morning. And because it's the Monday nighter, I'm going to go with the certainty of Delvin Cook. I think, look, I, I think... Delvin Cook is... That's yes. I, uh, half the offensive. Uh, well, that's what they. Te- I understand, Matt. But like I just said, we don't know how exactly. Like, look, hey, if you want to start Alfred Morris, I, I'm not going to like tell you it's the completely wrong decision. But what I'll say is, if Matt Breida happens to be active tomorrow night, I don't think you're going to be feel great about Morris. If you want to gamble on it, it's your fantasy team. Feel good about it, man. That that's 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 your call. But my my the my play would be Delvin Cook because I feel better about him and his talents as opposed to Alfred Morris and going into Lambeau against the Packers. Again, look, I'm not it's always your fantasy team, and so if you have a good feeling about a player for some reason, go ahead and make that move. I don't wanna talk you out of a win because you feel like a guy's a better play, but based on what I know and the fact that the Monday Nighter is a day away and there is some signs that Brita could be active. Look, if Brita is ap- active, there's a good there's a chance Alfred Morris, you know, sees eight to ten carries. We don't know how it plays out. So without with the uncertainty of Brita in the mix, I'd say go ahead and play Delvin Cook because we know he's gonna be active today. And if things are going well, Latavius Murray has not been somebody who has demanded the Vikings get him carries. That's just the way it is. All right, let's try Eric in Long Grove. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. That last call was painful. Uh, two out of three, PPR, Cup, Super Cup, Cooks, or Edelman? Ooh, that's a good problem to have, Eric. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to start the Rams. Reason being, Edelman is solid in PPR, but look, I'm playing the odds here. I think with Coop, Coop, uh, with Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, there's a high likelihood each week that one of them is going to score maybe both. Edelman, Edelman's a five to six touchdown guy every season. So, you know, I'm playing the probabilities here. I just feel like if you start both Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks week to week, you're going to get one score, maybe two each week. Edelman... You know, it's a less than 50% chance from a week to week that he's going to score a touchdown. So that's why I'm going with Cup and Cooks, and I'm not looking back. No problem. All right. That uh, does it here for the first segment. When we come back, I will give you five things Meller knows. And I do that every week at 830. Five things as the fantasy football season plays out. 
that I know at this point in the season. Coming up next, right here. You know that voice? That's Mongo gearing up, getting ready to get you set for Bears and Bucks. Mongo, Steve McMichael, Fred Hubner, right after me when I'm done here at 9 o'clock as uh, they preview Bears and Bucks and hopefully a 4 and 1 Chicago Bears football team. Don't go anywhere. We're right here for you. 312 332 3776 Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's time now for Five Things Meller All right, back at you here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, and every Sunday morning around 8.30, I give you Five Things Meller Knows. And here we go. Five Things Meller Knows. All right, first thing I know, Jamal Charles is not worth a roster spot. Not right now, and I don't think he will be for this season or at any point in his career now. But the Jaguars did sign him this week, and I know... With Fournette currently out, with uh, Corey Grant done for the year. Some folks saw the name Jamal Charles, and sometimes you just think, oh, okay, he was good in the past. But look, he was not on a roster for a reason. He was not healthy the last couple of years with knee injuries. So Jamal Charles is not worth a roster spot just because of the name recognition. TJ Yeldon handling over 90% of the Jaguars snaps when uh, Leonard Fournette is out. TJ Yeldon will be the workhorse for the Jaguars. Do not roster Jamal Charles. Five things Meller knows. I know that Kenyon Drake has been extremely frustrating for fantasy owners. And I also know that I don't think it's getting any better. Frank Gore is actually, believe it or not, the starter for the Dolphins these days. And we'll see firsthand in Chicago today, as Bears fans, as the Bears head on down to Miami, you will see Frank Gore will be the Dolphins' lead back. He is not somebody I'm excited about in fantasy football. He is just old, too old, uh, not as explosive as he once was to be an effective runner. But the main point being that this is a disaster for Kenyon Drake, fantasy owners out there, that I do not think is getting better anytime soon. Five things Meller knows. I know that this time of year, week six, this is about the good a time when it's good to start searching around your waiver wire for players who are currently injured, who may be back soon, and could could provide a unexpected bump in your fantasy lineup. Guys perhaps like Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline not going to kick for the Rams this week, but if there was an owner out there who cut him, again, I know it's a kicker, but this is this this is where we're working at the margins. Maybe worth picking up for you, Zerline, if you've got a roster spot you can play around with, add him to your roster today and have him for next week when hopefully he returns. And all of a sudden you have the best kicker in fantasy football kicking for the best offense. Uh, maybe a guy like Evan Ingram. Tight end, such a tough position probably not going to be back this this week, but maybe in a couple weeks, Evan Engram is a difference maker for you because you plucked him right off the waiver wire. Maybe a Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe somebody cut him because he was dealing with the hamstring injury. He hasn't been super productive as of late, but I think I think Larry Fitzgerald is somebody that you can uh, 
he may be available on in shallower leagues, and I think he still has something to give in PPR formats. Five things Meller knows. And uh, to wrap us up here, I'll give you a quote from Voltaire. The old, the best is the enemy of good. What do I mean by that? Look, sometimes I think in our pursuit of the best fantasy week, people drive themselves crazy chasing matchups that don't play out the way we all expected. Ultimately, if you've got a good fantasy player who you feel confident in, plug him into your lineup and don't obsess over the matchups week in and week out because the good players need to be in your lineup as opposed to trying to pick out the perfect player. Look, if you're if you're searching for the if you're trying to nail the perfect fantasy football lineup, that's where you got to be playing daily and shoot for the home runs. But in a in a season long format, you you just want a good performance week in and week out, and that, more times than not, will lead you to the playoffs. All right. Jeff, I feel like a changed man after your quoting philosophy. You like Like, that? I'm enlightened on this Sunday. Not only my football advice, but I feel like a better man now. We try and do that for you every Sunday morning if you wake up early with us. We'll enlighten you with some Voltaire every now and again. And uh, don't forget, you get one great philosopher here at 8, then coming up at 9 o'clock, Steve Mongo McMichael takes over. So you got... All day long, some great philosophers on ESPN 1000, along with Freddie Hubner coming up next. All right, uh, let's get after these phone calls here. Lots of folks want their questions answered. Dave, this is a good one, Dave, because I haven't mentioned this yet, but I want to, I want to so I'll allow you to uh, hit on some tight ends here. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, Cousins and Diggs going, so I've also got Rudolph and i got Cameron Brait, and I know Winston loves Brait. Uh, he, he's mm. liked them the last two years, and I am hesitating on which one to play. I hate to play three Minnesota guys uh, this week. No, I, and, and like I, I'm kind of with you, Dave. I think your your gut there is right. That's the way I would go. Cameron Bright, good point here. I will say this, though. O.J. Howard is going to be active. He was dealing with the MCL sprain, and so that could hinder that, like, initially— as we were entering this week, I was thinking Cameron Brait is going to going to be a top five tight end in the PPR format. Now, I'm with you. Jameis Winston does seem to prefer Cameron Brait, so I think he's worth the start for you today over Rudolph, especially because I don't want to be inve- that invested in the Vikings. But I will say, temper the expectations just a bit, all the Brait owners out there, because Howard is expected to be active today. And, uh, you know, th- but ultimately I'm with you, Dave. I like the fact that in the past, Jameis Winston has preferred Cameron Brait. And so I think he's the play over Rudolph for you today. Thanks, Jeff. And my team is the Dolphins, and I hope the Bears shut them out today because I have the Bears D. All right. There you go. I love that. A man's fantasy team over his actual team. Plus, uh, Dave probably recognizes the fact that the Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill are it's not worth your effort in cheering for them over your fantasy squad because your fantasy squad will probably give you more pleasure down the road. All right, Gerald and Hoffman Estates. What's up, Gerald? Um, uh, good morning. I just wanted to call in about uh, my wide receivers. Yes. I've got four. I'd like to drop one of these four guys. Uh, Baldwin, Lockett, Funches, and Nelson. Now, are you talking about dropping to your bench or dropping to the waiver wire? Uh, I don't want to play him today. Okay, just I just want to clarify because that would a- make my answer a little bit different here, Gerald. So I'm going to bench Doug. I'm going to bench Doug Baldwin 
Truth is, look, he was out there a lot last week, but not getting open. And you have to be concerned when he plays that many snaps that the knee right. injury that he's dealing with right now, until he actually makes you, like Lockett, you know Lockett is going to be a deep threat for Russell Wilson. And ultimately, Baldwin may work his way back into the good graces of Russell Wilson. Yeah. But he has to get right. open and prove that he can get open. And I'm not sure you can count on that right now. And so until you'll see it on the field, I like those other right. options you've got, Gerald. Well, I appreciate your help today, and you guys got a great show, and uh, thanks so much. Ah, thank you for listening, Gerald. We appreciate the kind words. Let's try Rico on the south side with his quarterback dilemma. Hello, Rico. Yeah, so I got a QB question. Uh, Matt Ryan or Ben Roethlisberger? I heard what you said earlier about Matt Ryan and the Tampa Bay defense, and then, but, the, but Cincinnati and Pittsburgh's games are usually high scorers. I hear you, Rico, but I'll tell you what. Every once in a while... I'll have a caller call in and give me a they'll give me a position that I have the exact same quandary in. Roethlisberger Ryan, I have the same duo in one of my leagues. I am starting Matt Ryan. So Rico, I, you, I look, that Bucks D, I feel good that he's going to feast on them. Like I said, I can't guarantee he's going to score four or five touchdowns, but I think you feel pretty safe that Matt Ryan's going to get you at least two, maybe three today. Let's do it. All right, Rico, we're in lockstep. Running Matt Ryan together out there. All right, let's try Mike in Mount Prospects. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Um, i got a quarterback dilemma, kind of a good segue from what your fifth uh, thing that you know. i got a, uh, my starting quarterback is normally uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm concerned about his injury. Um, I know he's going to start, but and I'm also concerned about Hopkins and, and Fuller, too. Or do I go with Dalton? Uh, I think it's going to be a big shootout, like this gentleman said before me. Uh, and uh, I just don't know which one to go to right now. Yeah, yeah, you know what, Mike? The thing is, you're right. Deshaun Watson's been taking a lot of hits. The offensive line in Houston is certainly not fixed. But the truth is, Deshaun Watson is still piling up the numbers now, Will Fuller's a bit banged up, and DeAndre Hopkins has been listed on the injury report, essentially right. with, with multiple injuries all, all year long. But the truth is, he's still going out and being a productive player. So sometimes, look, you have to, you have to look at the injury report with a, with a, you, you kind of squint and say, how truthful are they being? Or is this just some gamesmanship? Because when Hopkins has been out there, he's been productive. The, the, the other factor here for me is that, Andy Dalton, if you look at his numbers against his the teams in his division, teams that see him frequently, they're drastically worse than they are against everybody else in the league. So I don't know if this is just a familiarity thing where defenses kind of know, the defenses in the Bengals division know how to take advantage of Andy Dalton. But if you look, there's a drastic split in what he does against his divisional opponents and all the rest of the league. And so, so when, so when, I, so I, I look, and I'll admit, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge Andy Dalton believer, but I have played Andy Dalton in fantasy when he's taking on non-divisional opponents. But for whatever reason, he he seems to struggle against his own division. And like I said, I don't know if that's just a familiarity thing where defenses know how to take advantage of him. But it's pretty easy because of that factor. And I do like Deshaun Watson. He's still he's still putting up the fantasy numbers despite. Houston's poor offensive line. I'd, I'd feel good about starting Watson over Dalton, Mike. Okay, thanks, Jeff. No problem. All right, Mike drops off, so that leaves the lineup for you. Again, 312-332-3776. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we hear from the 90s in sync. 
plays us in with the best of their catalog. And they let you know who's on by this week in case you don't. Jeff Mallon right here on ESPN 1000. This is your fantasy football bye week reminder. Bye weeks. I'm going to curse you, you know, bye weeks. And now he's dead. teams are not playing this week. The Detroit Lions, the New Orleans Saints. Thank you. PSA. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. All right, back here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. And we have a developing story here per Adam Schefter. Just moments ago, he tweeted, uh, and I'll get it for you. One source on whether Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill will start against Chicago. Quote, it's up in the air right now. You know what that means. If Ryan Tannehill is not able to go for the Dolphins, that means that Brock Osweiler will be under center for the Dolphins, and that is good news for this Bears defense. Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo, McMichael will get you more apprised on that situation right after me on Chicago's NFL Game Day coming up at 9 o'clock. But before we get out of here, I will answer your questions. All the uh, last-minute news you need to know to help you win your fantasy football matchup. Things I mentioned earlier, if you missed it, Delvin Cook is going to be active for the Vikings today. But expected to be on a snap count. Chris Thompson, inactive for the Redskins. That means Adrian Peterson should see his fair share of workloads. But uh, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. He popped his shoulder back in socket last week. So there's that. Sony Michelle is questionable on the Patriots injury report. That is a Sunday nighter. So... Be aware, Lamar Miller, he's off the injury report. He'll be starting for the Texans. I don't know if that's a good thing for you. Isaiah Crowell will be active today. Matt Breida, limited participant for the 49ers. In practice yesterday, he is a game-time decision for Monday. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, both going to be active for the Rams out of the concussion protocol. And uh, O.J. Howard is active for the Bucks. Greg Olson will return for the Panthers. And uh, I think those are the big ones. So uh, hopefully we got all your questions answered. And uh, you know what? Let me slip one in before we get to the two-minute drill here. Brian in Chicago. This is a true dilemma. What do you got for me, Brian? Uh, I got uh, Patrick Mahomes or Cam Newton. I worked out well last week with Cam Newton. But, uh, yeah. With Belichick and his uh, way to scheme things with a rookie quarterback, it worries me a little bit. Yeah, you're, what you're referring to, of course, Brian, is the fact that I believe – Quarterbacks under the age of 25 heading to New England are 0 and 23 when facing a Bill Belichick Patriots defense. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be honest, I, I am a bit concerned. I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick kind of plays it cautiously, looking towards you know a future playoff matchup against the Chiefs. But I like I like Cam Newton against the Skins today, so I'm going to go ahead. I personally would play Cam Newton above Patrick Mahomes this week. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Uh, reassurance. All right. <laughs> Glad I could reassure you, Brian. Hopefully we're right about that. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, here we go. Jackie, my man in Schaumburg, wants to know, Marshawn Lynch or Taj Boy? Jackie, let's go with Marshawn Lynch. TJ needs two of these, four in a PPR format. He's got... 
It's got Chris Thompson listed. We've already said TJ he's going to be in active days. Cross him off. You got TJ Yeldon, Royce Freeman, and Chris Carson. Let's go with Yeldon and Carson. Ross and Elgin has a PPR question. Sony Michelle or Lamar Miller? Ross, I personally am going to play Michelle over Miller, but make sure you have an alternative ready just in case for some reason Michelle cannot go. Again, he's listed as questionable. I do think, though, that it's worth the gamble that Michelle plays if you have no one else to turn to. I'd probably feel better about playing Michelle over Lamar Miller. Luke in Romeoville wants to know Delvin Cook or Deshaun Jackson. Luke, let's go with Deshaun Jackson against uh, a tough against an Atlanta defense that is beat up these days. Ron on 90 wants to know Lamar Miller or Quincy Inunua. And because it's a PPR, Ron, let's go with Quincy Inunua. Tom! Gronk or Greg Olson? Really, Tom? You're thinking about benching Gronk? I would never do it. I'm starting Gronk every week. Steve on the road wants to know Carlos Hyde or Tevin Coleman? Steve, let's play Carlos Hyde. Eddie in Bristol. Russell Wilson or Mitchell Trubisky? Eddie, let's go with Russ in London against the Raiders. Uh, And as, as I mentioned, Greg Olson expected to go for the Panthers today. Ron... Wrapping us up here. He needs one. He's got Muhammad Sanu, Bilal Powell, or Robbie Anderson. Ron, let's go ahead and play Sanu against that Bucks defense. And uh, hopefully he'll get in the end zone for you. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me again. Any other questions, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. I'll be out and about at uh, Socktoberfest. My son's got a soccer tournament, so I can answer your Twitter questions. Coming up next, though, Fred Hubner, Steve Mongo McMichael getting you set for Bears and Dolphins. Is Ryan Ryan Tanhill going to start for the Dolphins? Find out next with them right here on ESPN 1000.